Right, boom, here we are back again on the Ground Zero Life Out Limits podcast, and we have got Eurus back on. Now, look, there's a few things we're going to talk about today, but I think the main thing we're going to talk about what is bugging him and what is bugging me at the minute. Instead of talking about everybody else, let's hit it up. So, yo, dude, how's it going today? Hey, hey, it's good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. So, yeah, well, it's been a while since we speak, well, we speak all the time, but uh, <laughs> since last recording, uh, and yeah, a, a lot of things have happened lately and uh, obviously extended lockdown and whatnot. And the most annoying thing now is that people keep doing absolutely nothing. And it's like, I, I just don't get it. I can't understand the concept of doing nothing and just waiting for something to happen. You know, people like, I've had a lot of guys I've spoke to, re, uh, not, not recently, but before, uh, I would probably say some of them were my old clients and whatnot, because now I'm very structured with whom I'm going to work. I don't want that kind of mindset, but there will be a person coming in and like, oh, I wish I could win a million pounds. And, and you look at them like, mate, you can't survive on what you've got now. You can't manage it. How are you going to manage much more? You know what I mean? They don't understand that to have more, you need to be able to, Treat it right, or you will lose it. Simple as. So let, let's take, for example, okay, I, I train people in different settings, you run and whatnot. If you don't keep on top of that, it's, it's just going to go. You know, yeah, you hit the jackpot, one million, yeah, boom. If you don't know how to manage it, it's just going to go. So people are in a, such a great place now to learn these kind of things, and they just don't do anything. But mainly is, I think it's because you get these mixed messages around, like how great it is, stay home, save lives, and this and that. Well, you're not going to save anything if you come out of this without learning anything new. Yeah, if you, you come know? out, if you come out fucking brain dead, right, and you ain't bothered <laughs> to try and look at anything that you love, it don't matter. You might like fucking crochet. You might <laughs> like fucking gardening. You might like bowling. I don't care. Playing darts. Who cares? But... If you enjoy it, this is the best time to put into it. People have always said to me, I've never had many injuries. I've had a few lately, but that's from running maybe too fast. But the thing is, it's consistency, mate. And that, I think that's what people are missing. I can't give people consistency. I can only say to them, look, if you take these protocols, if you get up every day, if you at least set an alarm, I know every day at the minute is a fucking Saturday. That's what it's like, or a Sunday, right? But still set your alarm. Still try to go to bed at 10 o'clock. Still try and make those efforts and think to yourself, right, look, I'm going to go simple. If you're mentally struggling, don't try and do the 10-mile run. Do the two-mile run. Just run it a bit faster. Come back and then try something else in the day. It's not hard. All you've got to do is think outside the box just a little bit, not a lot. And I imagine that's your frustration. Like, right, you haven't got a bench. You love leg pressing. Well, right, switch it up. Go and squat in the garden, grab hold of something heavy and do like 500 squats. Because I tell you now, your legs will be blown off for two days. You know what I mean? Imagine that's your frustration, is those lungs, yeah? yeah. Well, training-wise, you don't even need anything heavy. You, you do some blood flow restriction lunges and you're going to be messed for the rest of the week. So, but it's like for myself and you, it's easy to talk. Like we can get in, we know exactly what we want. Is that the difference? So people, first of all, they don't do anything because they don't understand what they actually want. That, that's, and I think I get frustrated because I know exactly what I want and I know exactly how to extract from people what they want. 
and I see them, they just blankly stare at some TV shows and whatnot, and they don't even think about that. It can be better. So everything we always do is either to get emotion or to avoid some kind of emotion. So if we procrastinate and we start binge eating and whatnot, it's all, always to get some kind of like satisfaction, just, just quick emotion. You know what I mean? If you've got a really hard job in front of you, what are you going to do? You're most likely going to avoid that because you are not competent enough to deal with it. So you're going to try to pick up something that gives you instant satisfaction. For example, you sit at home, you do absolutely nothing and a big job comes up. Then you suddenly think, I need to clean up my house. I'm like, yeah, you could have cleaned up your house yesterday. Why didn't you do that? But because there is a big fear of this, I'm going to fail at that. But this is, I know I'm going to complete that. So you do this little thing and you keep kind of going, going around with that. So, and that's the thing that kind of probably is the main frustration for myself. I know exactly how to switch these emotions and how to find these emotions I want to chase rather than avoid. And what frustrates me is that people don't even think that things can be done better. And uh, so they kind of settle for whatever they have already. And uh, I, I get a lot of people asking me a, a lot of different things. And when I, when I tap into them, well, it's like you, you've spoken to me like one-to-one. Five minutes in and we're in such a deep rabbit hole. It's like, <laughs> like let's go for it. <laughs> Before now, it's like, yeah, Eurus, I've gone back to being a vegan. I've gone back to being a vegetarian. And this isn't happening. That isn't happening. And literally, I get responses like, stop being a fucking idiot. Realize you've got to do this, this, and this. And then all of a sudden, like two days later, I'm like, look, mate, I feel really embarrassed. I just wish I never asked you that question, right? And then you just <laughs> send back a load of laugh emojis. And that's the end of it. Because I think what people got to realize is, They've got more time on the hand. So what they don't realize, your mind's always trying to play tricks on you. It's always trying to lead you off somewhere else, right? You always know where you're supposed to be, where, you, where your center is, or what is or isn't good for you, right? Like some people, they're fine on four hours sleep. Some need eight. Recognize it. And this is a time to start utilizing and maximizing yourself, right? What is good for you and what's not good for you, right? If you know pasta bloats you out for two days, right, and makes you feel ill, stop eating it right no good writing to me asking me how you're going to stop right because it's got to come from you at some point you know at some point you've got to face up that you're the fucking storyteller you're the one fucking everything up it doesn't matter how many times you reach out right it isn't going to change it unless you want to change and that is very frustrating and yeah. some people never see it and some do. They need that kind of defining moment, that light bulb moment to kind of boom, that's it, shit. Now I see what you're saying. You and me kind of do that easy, but we haven't always done it easy. Do you know what I mean? It's a journey, but I, I totally get what you're saying on that point. But even I make mistakes, you probably do it. You've got your own coaches or people you reach out to and you probably say, look, I've been eating or training and doing this or thinking this way. And they go, dude, what the hell are you doing? That ain't you. Like, this is you. This is what you want, right? Why are you over here? And you're like, shit, how do I get over there? Boom, right. Back where I was, I know where I need to go. And then everything starts happening again. I mean, you probably agree with what I'm saying on this one. Yeah, 100%. So you always need to reset yourself. It's like training your body. You need to train your mind all the time. So I think probably I've been in content like, I know exactly how to create my emotions, maybe only last couple of months, like three, four, six months or so, uh, when I know exactly if I feel this way, I need to do specific things and I'm going to switch over to different emotion. So for me, it's easy now. And the thing is, anyone can do that if they own up to their own bullshit. 
that's the hardest bit. I spoke just yesterday with a, uh, it wasn't yesterday, the day before that, uh, to this one guy about his business and whatnot. And he gave me like so many excuses. Why is he not doing well? <coughs> and I'm like, I'm not being funny, mate. This is the busiest I've been now. Like now, not because uh, like I'm better or whatnot. I just know what people want, what people need. And he's crea- he, he only knows what, uh, what's holding him back. And he focuses on those things that hold him back. And he just goes like, oh, like, first of all, he don't talk to anyone. He doesn't ask what, what people need. Uh, people have fallen off from wagon and whatnot. So uh, he doesn't reach out to them to understand what, what, what they need. He don't even understand himself what he wants. And he's just like, oh, but no, this is over. This is going to happen. And that is why. But what if he doesn't more, uh, get over it anytime soon? But if we have this magical second wave where bloody everything shut down again, what are you going to do then? You know, like what, what's happening? And uh, so people do it all the time. So uh, a couple of days ago, I, I was speaking on my social media about like creating emotional, uh, I think that was yesterday about emotional home and whatnot. And a couple of days ago about depressions and, you know, when you have your lack of structure and, and all these kind of things. You need to understand that to do anything, you always have a different personality. So you have the way you speak, the way you present yourself physically, and what you're focusing on. If you you go for a run, you will have specific uh, outfit. You will have specific mindset. This is what I need to do. It's like you you talked just a couple of minutes ago. Just get on with it. This is your self-talk. You know, others don't have that self-talk. Others will have fuck me, I need to do this shit again. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you, if you speak to yourself like that, you're not going to do it. Right. And uh, so you present yourself, you focus, and uh, uh, just how, you know what how I was talk? thinking, when you were saying that then, I almost surrendered to myself sometimes, right? Because you're kind of, your higher state self is stronger than you. So like you say, there's a pair of shorts, I must have had them six years, like a pair of Adidas shorts, love wearing them, right? My best runs are always done in them or a certain type of wife beat or a t-shirt or the other day, I don't always run with music. Sometimes I do on certain runs or listen to stuff. And one of my AirPods wasn't working. And oh my God, I had the worst run. Literally, my mind was all over the place and it was annoying me and it was all that. And then the next time it happened, my mind had adjusted. It had already coped. So next time it was like flicking off and I only had one. I was like, it's cool. I can deal with it. Right. But like you say, you get into certain frames like you've said to me, when you train people, you look at certain things that get them their best lifts or, you know, they're in the best state of mind before they even start to train. And, and that is the thing. If you turn up, we had a guy on the other day, John Bagley, amazing ultra runner, Ironman athlete, all the rest of it. And he said the biggest mistakes he ever made was turn up to races when he was first starting and he'd wear brand new T-shirt, brand new short, brand new shoes. Mate, he'd be chafed to pieces. He'd use different nutrition on the day. And then what he realized is he kind of liked wearing his 10-year-old T-shirt for a race is 15-year-old shorts that are hanging on by a thread and a certain pair of socks that ain't quite worn through yet because they were the things that he associated to, uh, associated to having his best races, his best runs. So, mate, I totally get that. Even on my side, it appeals to every side. Does that make sense? Like you'll say, your best outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Job and and this, this is how you like milk the potential out of yourself. So you need to understand that. If you're sitting at home now and all you are focused on is that, oh, this is lockdown, I can't do this, I can't do that, 
you're just literally making yourself lazier. <laughs> like, this is exactly what happens. So if I wake up, I have a ritual now. I wake up, I'll go for a walk, then I'll come home, I'll do my warm-up, and then I'll have five to 10 minutes where I don't think about anything. What I mean by that, I'll have this like a priming audio where you, for five to 15 minutes, you just go through deep breathing techniques. That's, that's it. It's so flowery as fuck, but this helps me to stop thinking. I have everything planned out, but if I don't switch off before I start doing anything, I will think about all those things at once and nothing's going to get done. So I need to switch off and then open it up and like, okay, I need to do this. And then I can start working. So this is how I can switch up like creative side and whatnot. Otherwise, it's just wake up. A lot of people I, I've seen, I've not seen right lately, but where there was these uh, like posts about, oh, how amazing it is. You can get up now, half an hour later and straight work five minutes in, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but you probably needed that half an hour to get to work to be efficient. So what you have now is just lazy pattern of sleeping in ruining everything that leads you to being productive in work. For what? Just to brag about how great it is to sit at home? It isn't. It's like people are not, we are not meant to bloody sit at home. It's, it's just not normal. Like you want to know that people are like adventurers. They want to go out. Even, even the most like closed down person, they, they won't want to sit at home all the time. They want to have something like that's new, you know? So... Mate, there's nothing more inspiring than finding something new close by to where you live, right? Off a simple walk that you may never have done. Like, I've lived in Cornwall, run trails along the coast forever. Where we live, it's like we've got the sea either side here, it's quite nice. But there are trails in between that link from coast to coast through fields. And when we haven't had the kids, or if we have had all the kids, we've been going out through woodlands, up trails, coming across cows, cows running at us. Oh my God, I've had the lot. But then... You know, sometimes now, when we haven't got the kids, me and Sophie say, hey, look, we've been for a run in the morning, three-mile run. Just because you've done a three-mile run doesn't then give you the right to sit on the sofa for the next 10 hours, right? That was your training. That is specific, yeah? That is for what you're trying to achieve or just general trying to improve time, speeds, whatever that is, right? After that, it's like recovery. Going out for then a four-mile run doesn't make us mental. I'm out relaxing i'm breathing in fresh air it's clear in my mind i'm in and out of conversation with my wife i'm then connecting i can hear birds or certain things i wouldn't normally hear or notice things on the ground or in the distance right this is about being connected with like the world around you people are sitting in their house and it's like no different than being in prison they're imprisoning themselves there's no excuse not to go for a five minute walk around the block or think hey i've never walked down this street before it might be a dead end but you might go down and go hell man look at the houses down there they're amazing or this is a shit oh it doesn't matter there's loads of stuff to discover right by you to like bring you out of yourself like get your mind fresher get yourself out of this hole that you're in simple things like that are a game changer mate and i and i think maybe just by us talking about it and people listening to it maybe they'll go out and do that not everybody has got those ideas because like we've talked before, maybe their friendship group doesn't do it. Their mum and dad never done it or whatever because they were never shown it. They don't know it themselves. I imagine this is something you would probably go into as well about circles, friendship groups and families as well. It's like the way you talk, talk about if you can recognize yourself. This is your focus when you do something. Your focus is on, I'm going to find something new. I'm gonna, this is going to be enjoyable. This is going to be that. This is, most people won't think like that. 
And thing is, you can think like that. Like you have trained your own brain. When you're gonna go up, you, you know, like you've done your work today and whatnot. You, if you're gonna go for a run tomorrow, you will have exactly the same mindset. You will be looking for something that kind of sparks you up a bit. You know what I mean? Gives you good emotions and whatnot. Most of the people will sit down now and like, uh, what's the point of going out? Most of the people, oh, no one's gonna see me. Uh, I might as well eat a bit. I might as well do this. Might as well do that. I have a guy online and he's uh, like extremely outgoing, all his like family life and whatnot. And now he's at home on his own. He's got no one, literally. He can't go anywhere and whatnot. And it's literally killing him off. Like I, I call him up and, and, and conversation opens up and whatnot. And then the next couple of days, he's, he's fine again. If I don't do that, he'll be ordering takeaways, he'll be eating junk food, he, he won't go to sleep properly and all those kind of things stack up because in his own head, he can't get himself to think about what's good in all this because he's never experienced anything like that. He's never experienced that, you know what? It's great, you have really friendly family always up for you and whatnot, but he has never been on his own. He has never been kind of independent. The thing is, we never do anything for ourselves. It's just as stupid as it sounds. Imagine now lockdown, everyone's like, yeah, I sit at home, I get paid, I, I do this, I do that. Right? Imagine you get everything you ever want, like there is plenty of food, nice place to sleep, maybe a TV or whatnot. You live in a Hawaii on little desert island on your own, one, literally. You can't speak to anyone. You have TV, you have access to everything, but you can't literally speak to a single person. How would you feel? You would do nothing. But do you know what I think about this, right? I think about experiences when you feel something like when you go out for a walk I imagine there's days where you're not connected with anything maybe you're thinking about your clients right you're thinking about certain things you're not really connected with the world around you you're quite trapped within your own mind but there's probably other days you go out and you go all I can hear is birds all I can hear is traffic all I can hear is the granny with her tv too loud and the houses I'm walking by whatever it is that is the real moment so when you're connected in the all present moment is when you're connected to things around you and I think what people need to do is find things that make them feel more alive near to them on walks like keep it simple people try and keep it too like everyone's like yeah I smashed Joe Wicks today right I done this I done that yeah but doing all these weird movements and then like, I hear everyone complain about how their knees are killing them for the next week or two right because then you're not used to doing jumping back lunges and all this other stuff. But simple things like, yeah, the beach is two miles away. Drive there. It might be cold, right? It's British summer, but wear a jacket, wear a pair of shorts, walk in the sea. The feeling of sand and water, cold water over your legs is amazing. It brings you out of yourself. Or go to a local hill and stand there and look out. Leave your phone in the car. Walk up there without your phone. Do you know what I mean? Like those little simple things and then yeah. things will start to happen for you because when your mind is still, everything that you want to achieve in your life or what your gift is will naturally start coming to you. It will give you the weirdest fucking answers, but there is something out there for you and it's there, but it's only there when your mind is at its quietest. And I think people need to recognize it's the quiet voice that's always got your best intentions for you. The one that you normally say, hey, I normally turn left at this junction, but today I'm going to go right. Then you listen on the radio, there's been a massive crash, you would have been stuck for four hours, right? It's always telling you what is right and wrong. It's whether you choose to listen to it. 
And I think that's something that people need to realize is they get so caught up in their general thinking, they don't want to listen to the reality of what is there within themselves. There's always something in you telling you the right answers. And that's what I try and do. I try and help people to listen to that, try and do that when their mind is quiet. You know when you're in a low place, right? Because when you're in a low place, you might not realize you dropped into one. You might not have argued with anyone. You might not, have, you know, there's no reasons for it. You might have slept well, but you know you are because all you're thinking about things is not positive. It is detrimental. You're not, you don't like your friend. You don't like how you look, you know, you don't like the taste of food that normally you like. I don't know what it is. It's just telling you you're slightly off. Don't make big decisions when you're in that place. Recognize you're in that place. It doesn't matter. It will soon lift. But people don't, they get tricked, don't they? They don't realize they're in low places. And then they keep making bad choices, like the client you're talking about. He doesn't actually realize he's in a bad place. Well, he does and he doesn't. Sometimes he might say, hey, actually, I feel really good today. But he's still eating shit. So he needs to realize, you know, he's getting tricked all the time by his own thinking. And you kind of grasp what I'm saying, because I think you do a similar thing, but from a different direction, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, what people don't get, it's so easy to switch emotions. So if someone feels sad, you know exactly that. You, you, you just can't tell by looking at them. They'll have shoulders down, they'll talk really shallow. And, you know, some people will have their sad playlist on to make them even worse. <laughs> and yeah, all the yeah. kind of stuff, you know, exactly. So this is what I talk about, like creating different personalities for different tasks. You need to understand what it entitles. So when I started doing this, I actually wrote down. Like, I would draw a triangle, okay, this is how I'm going to look, this is what I'm going to say to myself, and this is what I'm going to focus on. And I would give names to these different people, you know what I mean? So if you, if you don't embrace them, and I can switch them off and on like this. Uh, but let, let me give you an example. If you go for a funeral, and there will be somebody telling a joke, and you just can't hold in. You go from crying into laughter, you know what I mean? This is how easy it takes to switch your emotions. But people get attached to it. They think, I need to feel bad because this happened or I need to feel because of that. And No, you don't. You, you fully control everything that's happening around you and in your head. If you don't control your own head, everything around you will collapse. Simple as. So, like reaching out to people that are better than you. A lot of people are intimidated by that. They want to be best in their little group, whereas I am getting completely annoyed if I feel like there is nothing around me that challenges me anymore. You know what I mean? So this, this is, so for me to be more productive, much better than I am now, I need to be around people who make me feel like absolute fucking useless piece of shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, the better they are, the better for me, because then I will start thinking differently. I will focus on different things and I will try like, you know what, mate? Yeah, you are great. Yeah, I'm shit compared to you, but fucking give me two weeks. <laughs> That's how I think. Whereas someone else will go like, Oh my God, why am I near? Uh, right example, I spoke to this guy, other guy a couple of days ago and he was talking like, oh, every time I put something out, someone disagrees with me. <laughs> I'm like, are you I love fucking it. mad? It's like seven point something billion people on planet and you think you are that one special one with whom every single person is going to agree with. It's like, what? have you got no common sense whatsoever? Okay, let them disagree with you. This actually makes you think, you know, when I teach something, it's not about like, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that, blah, blah, blah. It's about, this is what I think is right. If you can challenge me, great. Let's bloody talk about that. If you can't challenge me, I'm probably doing shit job by explaining that this is not the all means and don't follow anything else kind, kind of approach. So 
But yeah, like I said, people have different mindsets and until they realize that they need to own up that whatever they feel is their own doing. It's not because someone made them feel like that or he said this and she said that and he's done this and that happened. And like, no, it's how you respond is 100% down to you. Like a couple of days I was speaking about depression, anxiety and all those kind of things. A lot of people have gone through that. Like a lot, and you, you know yourself, like, and it drives you into that state that you stack up all the negative shit. You focus on this, oh, this happened because of that, and then something else happens, and then you start thinking about that old thing two months ago, and then you start thinking about old thing 18 years ago, and you end up like, <sighs> every time you, uh, you uh, see someone uh, depressed and they, they commit suicide, you know, like a couple of days, this popular guy just, Took his own life, and uh, everyone goes about, yeah, you come out and speak out about that. Guy was talking to everyone about it. You know, a lot of people speak about that. There is nothing worse than talking to someone who don't listen. There's nothing worse than talking to someone who don't even understand it, because he will not realize that you are trying your best to help him, but you are not the right person to help him. And because he, he, he has heard from everyone, I need to speak out, so he speaks to you. You don't understand him. You just kind of sympathize to him, but you can't give him tools to get over that. And he just thinks, you know what? I think this is shit. That person thinks I should like deal with it, whatever, but he still can't give me an answer. I might as well fucking go because this is not going to get any better. So it's finding the right person to talk to. But exactly. oft often is uh, speaking to yourself is most important. So I was in a state like really, really shitty state i think it's six seven years ago when i was coming home and just like looking at my window i'm like i'm, I'm not gonna go into details what happened but it, it was fucking horrendous <laughs> and uh, i was like finding reasons like why i should not feel like that rather than you know uh, i acknowledged what's happening and i acknowledge that's my mindset so i was i was always taught from little child like uh, when i was a little kid uh, my dad was always drilling in my head only person who can stop you from being great is you. So, and it's always in the back of my head, like whatever is happening is down to me. What did I do wrong? Maybe language is easier for me. Someone who's gonna, 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 someone won't accept responsibility if they're gonna talk, oh, what did I do wrong? They probably would be better if they spoke to themselves as what could have done be, uh, what could have done better and all those kind of things. So but you need to find the right language for yourself. But firstly, you need to be, stupidly honest to yourself why are you still dwelling on those bad emotions like what is that going to give you like oh if i like let's let's uh, take for example breakups which are going to be like left right and center where this lockdown ends people are just going to go mad uh, but you know what i mean they go like they blame someone else always all the time oh this happened because he did this this happened because she did that he didn't understand me she didn't understand me and it's like but what did you do for relationships to change. It's never just one person. Never. Mate, it's never And so. people are so scared of emotions. Like, I told a story, and I was considering doing a, one of my small videos online about it, and I might do at some point, but don't be as scared of emotions when they wash over you. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't try and fucking meddle with them. Like, I went running. I can't remember why. It was a month ago, I think. Went running. And a song came on, and I'm running and running, like, and all of a sudden I was like, 
started welling up. I could feel myself crying. God knows why. And, and all of a sudden, I've gone from running like seven and a half minute mile pace to walking. And I'm just crying. And I'm thinking, oh, oh, I've, I've slept well. I haven't argued with the missus. The kids are actually being all right. And I'm just walking along and I'm crying. I'm thinking, God, someone's going to pull over in a minute and think, what's wrong with this guy? Someone's going to come out of the garden and say, you're all right, mate. And before I even knew it, I thought, look, I've got to start running again. I've just, it wasn't a particularly long run, it might be four miles. I thought, right, I'm just going to start running again. And it just slowly start. And within two minutes, I reckon it was, bang, I was back running. And literally, it was a game changer. My run home, the last mile and a half or so, was on fire. I was lit. My mind was clear. I was totally present. And bang, I was back home. And I was good all day. I was efficient. Whatever that was, what was it? Was it like an emotional blockage? Was it this? Was it that? I didn't really go into it. I just knew that something must have built up inside of me emotionally. It came out whilst I was running. I let it play out. I didn't hang on to it. I didn't try and analyze it. And I moved on from it. We all sit there. Sometimes we burst out crying. Don't panic, right? We all do it. You know, when someone picks a phone, they go, mate, I'm in a real bad place. I've kept crying the other day and I did this and I did that. And all of a sudden I'm like, mate, let's just break it down a little bit. And then you say to them, well, you know, this did happen 12 months ago or this happened. Did something trigger that off or what's going on? Or, you know, is your training not going well? Are you eating shit? Something might like bad sleep for a week. And all of a sudden they go, well, yeah, those things are happening. I'm thinking about this from back over here. And I'm like, but because you're panicking about feeling upset, it's making it worse. And it's compounding it into like a massive depressive state of anxiety. I'm like, just yeah. accept it. Let it play out. Why don't you just let it play out? Accept it for what it is. It will pass a lot quicker. And then you'll just rise out of it and you'll be brand new and fresh. You would have mentally healed yourself. That's my biggest point to people. You then mentally healed yourself. You know, I don't even know whether counseling is the greatest thing in the world because the past is the past. It doesn't exist anymore. It, it doesn't exist. It doesn't happen. It, it, it's, nothing, it's nothing there for you, right? So why the fuck keep talking about it? I mean, I don't know what you're... Having the skills that you have developed to analyze your past is what gets you over. So people don't understand that. They keep thinking about something because they don't understand and they are so narrow-minded. Well, it's probably a bad word because someone's going to upset if I say that. <laughs> but they only see it from their perspective. Mm. So there is always some emotions and whatnot. There is always something else in the world, someone else in the world, or whatever happened. And they only see it from their perspective. And they are not willing to give up on my way of thought and looking from a completely different way. So everything that's happened to me. I can sit back and analyze, okay, this happened because of that, then it evolved into this, then it went to that, blah, blah, blah. So it took six, nine months to get to this breaking point. And if I had not done me, if I had not done this one thing at that point, and that led to this, 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 and that, yeah, final blow might have been done by someone else. But it was because I was not mature enough to recognize it straight away. You know what I mean? So... And when you go into that kind of stage where you're like, oh shit, is this is my responsibility. Next time it's not going to happen. And I know exactly why it happened. You kind of feel like relieved. Otherwise, you're going to get stuck on things. I've, I've spoke to guys who are like 25 years in and they still think about their first girlfriend. And I'm like, why? <laughs> but I know exactly why. Because they have not grasped the idea that whatever happened was them not recognizing what could have happened. And 
than just dwelling on what this person had to do this, they had to do that. But no, they had to do nothing. It was all down to you, but you were not mature enough. And just let it go. That taught you a good lesson. But there's no point of dwelling on it from negative side, trying to see the positives that it turned you into a better person. Simple as. So I had this uh, one, one girl I was seeing, and everything is great and what, what not. And uh, it turned out it wasn't as great. Uh, it didn't last a long, like, couple months. Uh, but she was just talking to herself all the time, negative, like, I'm a mess, I'm doing this, I'm, that's wrong, it's this wrong. And I'm like, I can tolerate it only so long. And uh, so she, ju she just did something stupid. And then she, she, she turned around and said, oh, are you do you hate me now? I'm like, I'm not being funny. I just don't have any emotions to you anymore. Like, like that. It, I just switched them off. I'm like, you did this. This is how it made me feel. I know you did this because of that. They understand if I had done differently, that would have never happened. And that's it. Well, I'm just never want to talk to you again. And let's, let's just leave it. You know, whereas someone would be like, oh, why is this, this happening? You know, I, I have developed the skill to break myself down and take full responsibilities. No matter what happens, this is fully me. And that's when you feel the least amount of stress. So if I... I had another guy just couple of weeks ago. I'm going to jump in there quickly. There's only, uh, just jumping on that bit before we miss it, there's only so long you can prop somebody else up. And also, if you've got that there, they are, if you're at this level, right, and you're always running around a number eight, out, if you was on a one to ten scale and you're running at eight, yeah, and they're at three, they're going to keep pulling you back to their number three. And that is very psychological draining, physically and emotionally. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to quickly, just before you skip that bit, say my bit on it, because I think sometimes we stay within stuff we don't need to stay within. Someone will say to you, oh, but you've got kids with her, you're married to her. Mate, you want a merry-go-round. You can step off whenever you want, right? People will judge you. They will hate you if you help her. They will hate you if you leave. It doesn't make any difference. Step off, look after yourself sometimes. I think that's your kind of message on that. And I yeah. can totally get what you're saying because we don't. Sometimes we get caught in these things and that's something that you've learned. You know, you've learned that you've got to say, hey, I do like this person, I do love them, but they are bringing me to a level that obviously never going to change, right? Because I've been with them two months. They don't change in two months. They ain't going to change in two years. And whatever it is, it's kind of toxic and it's bringing me down. I'm, I've got to step away from it. There's no issues. There's no one else. It's just not good for me. And that's, that is where the change comes in life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's taking responsibility for whatever you do. So I had this guy a uh, couple months ago. He fell off his training plan and nutrition and whatnot. And I'm like, oh. And he's messaging me. Oh, I don't know what's happening and, and this and that. I'm like, I, I, I'll tell you exactly what's happening. And I broke it down. And two days later, he was like, fuck. Thanks for that. <laughs> I, I just rinsed him inside out, like literally. And he was like, I never understood that. I am just not doing anything you are asked, you have been asked me to do. And I'm like, yeah, I can tell that. But thing is, he did not recognize it as his own fault. And I gave him tools to kind of dig into himself, like, why have you done this? Why have you not done that? Instead of giving me an excuse, but justify it. Like, really justify, like, oh, I, I skipped the meal because of this. But, like, I don't care if you skip it or not, but why did everything else after that fall apart? 
like uh, uh, I don't know like so you gave yourself an excuse to mess the rest of your week up because of this one little thing and then you talk to me as if it's something that should have happened like no you pulled it on yourself and now he's he's a, one of my best clients now he's like he's getting brilliant results every single week and he's like you know that that one week i really needed that it, it pulled me in <laughs> like but it, some, sometimes people need that but i i have attract people just like that i don't want anyone who are not going to be on the same level uh, i have different clients i work with i have fitness uh, i have a lot of business type clients now and i have this one girl and she goes oh i, I really hope uh, to bring up my social media and whatnot so i have i think five or six business clients that i work with social media and stuff she's like oh i don't know I only have a couple thousand followers. I need 10,000 this and, and this and that. I'm like, why do you need 10,000 people who don't want to hear from you? <laughs> no, I mean, get 10 who are really up on the same level. You know, if I put something up and someone unfollows me, I couldn't be happier. That person did not fit my morals. Bye. Like, I, I could not care less. So, and um, that's the other thing. So people try to please everyone and then they get upset that people don't feel pleased and that's where all the negative comes in and people don't realize that we appreciate completely different things so you for example i don't know what you would like uh, but you have certain things you will consider much better than others so for for me if i am with somebody for example all i need is just their presence i don't need any stuff bought to me i don't need to brag about me i don't need anything i just need like is she's there you know what i mean if i'm in a relationship as long as i acknowledge, acknowledge she's there and, and she acknowledges that i exist instead of like ignoring each other and uh, you put on beautiful post on facebook instagram and whatnot and then the rest of the day you sit on your phone you know uh, that would not work for me <laughs> i could give two shits if some nobody talks about me being in their life but as long as they snub and then recognize me that, that's all that's all that matters to me whereas someone else will like oh i need buy them flowers once a week and then don't talk to them they will love you fucking for the rest of your life you know what i mean people have different ways of appreciating things and uh i always find that when we're talking about well, i'm going to skip back a little bit to when you're talking about helping people and i always find that people one aren't honest with you as the coach or whatever you want to class yourself as. And that's a very difficult thing when you were talking then, because you normally start with someone and there's two things they generally do. One, they're not honest. And two, people give up on themselves too easily. So people generally say something to me and they say, you know, I might not have the greatest body. I might not look like the last Instagram model who's doing everything under the sun, but he's claiming to be natural. Right. But, there's one thing I never do. I never give up on myself and I always try and be consistent. So I think the first thing with clients is that you need to recognize that, like you said, they're constantly giving up on themselves initially. They, they, they don't believe in themselves. They've got no belief. It's not that they don't believe in you. They just don't believe in themselves. And you normally find when you start with them, they only ever tell you, uh, honestly, like 30% of a 100% story. And then you say, they say, well, no, I, I had a good childhood and I'd done this and, you know, you know, I've had a good life. And all of a sudden, it's like, if you really dig in on that person after a couple of weeks, you're like, nah, that was horse shit. And you had shit friends and like, you know, you had shit girlfriends. And 
you're actually, to be fair, mate, you're in a shit relationship now in a shit job that you hate, right? When you, maybe, maybe you're, you're a broker, but you actually rather be like working in Tesco stacking shows. I don't know what your gift is, but you don't like it. And I think that's the biggest thing. People, they come to you and they're, they're only half-heartedly sometimes coming to you. They need to submit to you. They need to surrender to you for you to fully get 100% out of them. And when I watch the people that you help, the ones that surrender to you fully and they, they surrender and they put all their trust in. Like if you said to them, do you know what? Sleeping two hours a night is the way we're going to get you to that championship. Two hours a night is when I'm going to make you the greatest, Right. That's the type of person who go, well, fuck, I'm used to sleeping nine hours. And you say, no, I'm telling you, I know, trust me, this is going to work. And that's when it, the magic happens, right? Even though that might be bullshit, what I'm saying, but that about the sleeping, I'm adding. But what I mean is, is that that's when it happens. I think people need to realize, listen to the people, be specific about who you choose, right, to connect with. Don't think, oh, yeah, I love that Insta model. He's got 500,000 followers. Yeah, and I'm going to pay 30 quid a month for his program and I'm going to look like him. No, you are not. You live a normal everyday life. You need someone who's going to look at you more specifically, not just your diet and training, mentally. Because if that ain't right, nothing else will follow. And that's why so many people fail. And that's why I refuse to do those gimmicks. Someone said to me on an interview a few weeks back now, maybe a month or so, and he said, oh, you could do online this. You could charge people six quid a month for two tips a week from for a private video and i'm like no i'm not doing it because those people who've got mental health issues they need they to be addressed individually different what advice i'd give you could be different to the person next door so it doesn't work like that and that's the difference between making yourself average to making yourself the greatest i mean how do you agree on that yeah yeah 100 well it's always like how we started it's it's with mine so you need you need to dwell in yourself and uh, and understand what's what's happening. So, what's some of your biggest success stories? What have they done, clients? Your biggest success stories? What have they done? How? What has made them the greatest by working with you? Do you see what I'm saying? Not that you you design yeah. the best hormone program, whatever the hell people want to hit. That's what they want to hear about, right? They don't hear about how you got them from sleeping three and a half hours a night to eight. They don't want to hear about how or they changed their training shoes or their whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? The people I've worked with and every single one of them probably will say it's just changing the way they think. There's no magic about, you know, people go like, I, I, need, oh, I need to reach out to this guy. He's, he's very well known in strength training and he's very well known in this and that. Mate, there is only so many like things that are applicable and actually work. So for your bodybuilding, for your strongman, for your powerlifting, it's out there for like 100 years. There is no new magical thing. It's just the way how you approach person so he actually does it. That's the only difference. I know how to reset your mind so you actually follow the stuff instead of just taking it and like week one, oh yeah, great. <laughs> you know, anyone can does it. Anyone can do it. And uh, so I've, I've seen a lot of guys say just reach out to this guy because he's one of the best and IFBB pro and whatnot. The guy is absolute potato. He's just like, he says, no, knowledge behind. <laughs> absolute potato. I love it. You know what I mean? No, oh. but that's true. Like, you know, I've seen so many people sending me this, 
oh yeah, I, I got this diet from such and such, I paid 300 pounds, whatever. And uh, I only get to talk to him like once a week with one text message sent him from my side and then he replies me with one text message and that's it. And I'm like, do you get results? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm in brilliant shape. I'm like, okay, how long are you gonna stay in that shape? Uh, well, we've got plan for this date. I'm like, what are you gonna do afterwards? Uh, well, we're gonna have a different plan. I'm like, well, it's not really giving you tools to deal with stuff in case he drops dead. What are you gonna do then? Reach out to the next one. You know what I mean? Like now with a lockdown, I've had guys who might work in a gym and whatnot. And every single one have uh, reached out to me and they said, look, if I hadn't trained with you as hard as we did, I would be absolutely like depressed and whatnot. And because we train so hard, I, I value the discipline it takes to stay on float. Mm. So they might not be able to train anymore and like do different things, but they, they value that if I have a routine throughout the day, I'm going to feel great regardless if I had a gym session or not. If I had this specific thing that frustrated me, if I start thinking about something that was actually good and pick up one thing from my days that's going to make me happy, I can deal with the stress. So they, they have skills to kind of value that whatever is happening now is happening to every single person. And you have the tools to step up and be that leader in your little community to, to show up that, you know what, guys, like we are all in this shit together. You don't need to feel like, terrible about yourself because you can get through this like develop new skills and whatnot so everyone i work with you will see that they keep working they keep doing stuff they are not the ones who will go oh shit i can't stand this anymore they go like you know what this shit is horrible i hate home workouts i still gotta do them <laughs> mate so, totally that, that, that's I'm... my success story with everyone is mindset it's like approaching things from perspective of I need to step up now. I am that person who people looked up when I was doing really great in a gym. I will do really great outside of the gym as well. Mate, that's the thing. And like, don't always double up on your strengths, double up on your weaknesses. Like, I was rubbish at push ups, always horrendous at them, right? So I decided I was going to utilize this time. And I thought, right, how can I make them harder? So I get my little 5 kg dumbbells because it's actually harder to press when your hand's gripped on them than it is flat. And I do, I started off saying, right, I'm going to do 10 sets of 10, so 100, yeah, every day, whether it's in the morning when I go up or whether it's in the evening, I've got to commit, right? And I might take one day a week off from that, depending on what other training I do. But I try and do it six days a week, which I've stuck to the whole lockdown. And I vary the different angles so I can feel it all over because I know I haven't got a lot of weight that I can use, utilize. And now I've gone from doing 100 and I'm now doing 150 every day, right? But the thing is, I thought, I'm rubbish at that. What can I work on whilst I'm in this situation, right? What have I got here? The most simplest exercise. So I'm improving, right? Sounds weird, but it psychologically gets me in a good place because today I woke up I've got a ski erg machine here, luckily, thanks to my local um, CrossFit gym. She's amazing. She helped me out. And I thought, right, don't want to run today. I'm going to deadlift this afternoon, right? Because that's all I've got. Like, like, I listened to your thing about deadlifting and what's specific. But I thought, well, deadlifting's good. It's all I've got like, to utilize on certain exercises. I thought, I'm not running this morning. So I did a one-mile ski, and I managed to do my 150 press-ups. It didn't take long. It was like 15 minutes. And I thought, man, that is it. I feel brand new. I ate. And I hooked up with you on here. 
that got me up for a good start for the day. I've got other things lined up. People just like set little goals. Like if you've got a shed or, or a, a gate like you have, think, right, I'm going to do three pull-ups a day. And I'm telling you, if they did three pull-ups a day for the next month, it could be a game changer for them. You, like people don't get it. Those little physical things, they make the biggest difference. They think sometimes they need the leg press. They need the machines in the gym, yeah, yeah. right? Build your mind stronger in a different way. You can't rely on these things. They don't make you who you are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's all beast mentality. You need to kill yourself in gym. Like, you don't have gym to begin with. Change mind. Like, right? So, like, Soviet Union training, they have this application of uh, one of guys translated with uh, grease in the groove, which is basically you practice movement throughout the day. So what you would do, like 10 sets of 10, what they would do is they would split it out throughout the day. It's not that you do like 100 push-ups in 10, 15 minutes. You do 10 in the morning, 10 later, 10 late, whenever you can. This is how I started to train. When I was like little kid, I didn't have any gym or whatnot. I was doing push-ups, pull-ups, dips, uh, whenever I could, wherever I could, literally. Like breaking a school, straight away, getting on, uh, on a floor, 50 push-ups. I got to a point where I could do 600 push-ups without stopping. Like, it just was ridiculous. I was weighing like 70 kilos, like maybe half of what I weigh now. But uh, it was just that. It's just practicing movement over and over and over and over again. And now you have time for that. You don't go anywhere. So why don't you practice five lunges every 45 minutes? Why, why couldn't you? You know what I mean? And that's stuck in positive behaviors. Like people stuck up negative, like, oh, this happened, or oh, I woke up, it's shit weather outside, or oh, I ran out of coffee, I need to go to the shop. <laughs> I fucking love it. I run out of coffee. Mm -hmm. oh, I have another custard cream now, a minute before I go out the door. Actually, I'll have two custard creams whilst I'm at it. Yeah, fuck me, mate. Seriously. Yeah, so, and, and so you are in a stage now where you stack up only positives. You know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to feel great, and I'm going to do this, that's going to be better from that. And... Your days goes on. So same as myself. I know exactly why, like I, I was speaking to you about morning routine, wake up, go out, do my warm up, sit down, switch my brain off, all these little things. I know that they will lead me to more productive day, but you need to recognize it. You need to recognize your negative ones. You need to recognize when you feel absolute shit down in dumps. Still do what it. Got you <laughs> what got you there? If you don't analyze how you got there, you will never get rid of it. It is always something someone said, maybe a photo popped up somewhere, maybe either there will always be some kind of trigger to pull you back in. And then, like I said, you come home or you put your sad playlist on top of that, uh, run a bus, put dark dim lights, whatever you do to make you feel even worse, you will do. Big people are stupid, they fucking do that. Uh, I've been one of those people, you know what I mean? <laughs> now, well, I got some big bugbearers, right? fucking drinking everybody are playing these stupid drinking games right on storytelling yeah and they're nominating they're downing points of this that and the other yeah and then i went to the supermarket the other day and it's essential shopping so you normally look yes everyone buys waffles and like you know chicken nuggets because they got kids or whatever it is you know whatever but you know when I'm seeing trolleys, this is really winding me up in a minute. We're skipping off this a little bit, but it, trolleys full of alcohol going back to the car and filling the boot up. I'm thinking, what, what are these people like? What, you know, you know, I've got, I don't really drink. I don't drink anymore, but 
what is it? Like, you've got to be, to me, yeah, in a sad place. If you've got to rely on that all the time to get you to where you think you're happy, because all you're doing is numbing your brain off, right? Yeah, but that's, that's what I keep saying. It's things you do, like you recognize it, you have negative emotions attached to it. They will have positive emotions attached to it. They know that two, three, four, six, eight hours, they will be having a laugh. And they don't, that negative that comes afterwards, hangover, falling out with your mates whilst you're drunk and all that kind of stuff, it's not as bad as the good feels good for them. You know what I mean? So I have negative, same like yourself, I will have negative emotions that if I drink, I lose time, then I lose two, three days afterwards. Bear in mind, if I go out for a drink, I'll go out for three, four days. So all that kind of stuff for me is negative. That's why I don't drink. Like for me, positive is if I still stay like sane, I can get up in the morning, I can work on my dreams, I can work on these things, I can, I can do a lot of things better, I can connect with people, all those kind of things. So it, it always comes back to how you perceive things and uh, how you can analyze your own actions. So you are really good at analyzing themselves, but like, like now, next step for you would be like, how do I pass this on without being like judgmental and, and stuff? With, oh, it's, 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 it's hard because I can be very direct and awkward with how I speak. So sometimes people don't like what I've got to say. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's nothing that I wouldn't accept myself. If someone turned around to me and said, and you're being a fucking asshole in a minute. And these are the reasons why I can accept that. I don't accept. I'm not bothered about being liked. Yeah. If I'm out of order, put me in order or explain to me why you think I'm being out of order. Yeah. And I'll accept it. I'll either correct it or I'll apologize, yeah? I'm not above all that type of stuff. And you're exactly the same. I welcome that. I welcome some negativity because if you've only got people blowing smoke up your ass, that is so detrimental. Like when fighters get to a certain level or any athlete, all they've got is yes men around them. And I think that's the biggest problem when they start to lose fights, they start to not be at the top of the game. They need the guy to say, you're an asshole. You need to get up and you need to do that today, just like you've done the other 500 million odd days, yeah? And you've got to stay with it if you want to be the best. Stop thinking you're above everybody else because you're just a human being who's just like done it. You've done the hard work, but it don't mean you can give up on yourself. Do you know what I mean? And talk to people however you feel like. And I think there's a lot of that going on at the minute. People get somewhere and then they think they're all that. Do you know what I mean? Or they people don't want to... I find it hard to find the words. Once people get somewhere and they think, whatever it is, it might be their first house, but some of their friends are still renting. Yeah, you've done amazing, right? But it doesn't then give you the right to stare down on others. And I think sometimes people have got to re realise when they're being toxic because there's a reverse to this. When you recognise, like you're saying, you recognise that. That's a good thing. Well, I'm saying, look, man, you've got it. You've got a gift. You're good at what you do. You're at the top of your game. You're selective. But you don't get above your station. You don't, you don't, do you know what I mean? You're not looking down on people. I think that's an important thing to realize, isn't it? I mean, do you know what I'm saying on that? Yeah, 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 100%. So, like I said, you, you get to good stage. Like, myself and you, we can, we can deal with stuff now because we have gone through a lot of shit. Uh, but we got stage where we kind of could look back at everything that happened and, and own up to that. And because of that, sometimes it might feel like, you know, like ex-smoker hates people who smoke. So <laughs> it's same like with, with you and me. Like we used to be at sh absolutely shit mindset. Now we hate people who are at that mindset. You know what I mean? 
So now you need to develop the skills that, you know, I know how you feel. I know why you feel like that. All you need to do is reach out and I will help you and I'll give you skills and tools how to dig into yourself because it's all up to you. But it's up to you to, to recognize that you have to do something. But uh, a lot of people just don't want to do so. Uh, and it's just building the buy-in for them to, to actually do that. Like you can't tell someone stop drinking, it's going to change your life. They will just tell them, fuck off. Who is going to have better life? Me with my mates every week and having a piss or you? You'll be so boring. And you know what? You have heard that a lot, like oh, oh all the time, mate. You get that. The next time. thing, you are in fucking Bali. Oh, how the fuck did he get there? Because I didn't go out every week and drinking with my mates and wasting my fucking time. You muppet. You know what I, I mean? I had so many people writing to me. Oh, it's a coronavirus. You're so irresponsible. You're this. You're that. You're whatever. And I wrote a, pay, a piece actually online saying, "Listen, people, chill." We are probably in better hands here than we are back in the UK. They check your temperature when you walk in every shop, right? They wear masks everywhere. They have people sitting there in front of restaurants disinfecting every handle that you touch, everything that you do. They're behind you disinfecting everything. We don't have that here. They are so on it for pandemics, right? They got it. And there was a time when I would walk out with my dog and look at the sky and think I'm so mentally fucked. I don't think even if I could get on a plane, I'd be able to fly without having a mental breakdown. So why should I now stop myself from doing the things that once I couldn't do because I was trapped by my own mind, regardless of any virus, right, at that time? Yeah, and we do work hard and we make it happen. We haven't got a lot of money, but people keep saying to me over the last two years, you've been Ibiza, you've been to New York, you've been to Cyprus, you've been to Thailand. The list is endless, right? And I'll keep saying to them, we don't have a lot, but we make it work, we pay our bills and we do it. Everybody has that choice. It is your choice to keep saying, oh, well, I'm going to go out for a meal this week. And I'm going to buy junk food twice this week. I'm going to go out on the piss and blow like 200 quid because I'm so half cut. I go back to the cash machine and draw another 100 quid that I lose in the kebab shop. I don't know what it is, right? That's your choice. Or you want to drive a fancy car and you want to pay 500 quid a month finance. That's your choice, right? My choice is experiences now. I try and get as many life experiences as possible because that makes me more valuable to other people. It makes me more valuable to myself because I'm experiencing more of the world. I wouldn't have experienced anything if I'd have drank in the same places, laid in the same bed and stayed at my mum's for the last 37 years. I would be no good to no one, right? That's not living. That's not life, is it? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. And you get all this. But I'll tell you what's bugging me before we're going to probably wrap all this up soon, right? Is everybody wants to be big at the minute, right? So I'm obviously the opposite to that. I'm trying to hang on to 12 stone at the minute and buy a thread, right? And I've got my own systems that I'm trying to enforce better habits from a lifetime of bad habits of anxiety, not eating, running we've brought this up on loads of, so far in my podcast about runners who had the most shocking diets worst physiques all the rest of it um and i'm making improvements there all the time but why does everybody at the minute seem to want to be the big guy they want to 
jump on gear. Like I was listening to Lee Priest on YouTube the other day and he said his biggest annoyances, he said, when I trained with all the best ones in the world, the Chris Cormiers, all the rest of these people, and we used to train, he said, we never talked about cycles. We used to turn up, there used to be legs, bang, we destroy legs, we go for a good meal after, see him again sometime, right? He said, no one ever said, oh, are you running Decker? Are you doing tests? Are you jumping? Are you doing this? What do you think it is at the minute? And it's bugging the shit out of me. People, that's all they want to talk about first and nothing else. Because they don't have basic understanding of how human body works. That's, that's as simple as it gets. Like they don't understand how long it takes to build muscle. And they think, I'm going to take shitloads of... So this guy took this, this, this and that and he gained the stone. They yeah, gained the stone of fat, inflammation, water retention, a bit of glycogen. You know, you, you, ideally under... Completely perfect circumstances. If you gain maybe quarter of a kilo, half a kilo a month, then you need to sleep like a baby, no stress whatsoever, train perfect and, and whatnot. If you gain three kilos of lean muscle a year, that I would say is your fucking limit. But people are like, oh yeah, but this guy took this and he's so big now. And like, like, no, he's just learned to be fat. That's all he's learned. Like, it's such a like slow-winded process. And because you have all these idiots out there like, oh, I'm going to tell you truths about this and you need to exist to get massive. And you have this Boston Lloyd smashing so much gear and never got anywhere. Literally never got anywhere. How much more proof you need that drugs are not the fucking answer, you idiot. <laughs> it's, it's insane. And you still see these people going to like, oh, okay. uh, first thing what they used to ask me. I don't have those kind of clients anymore because they know I just tell them to fuck off. But they used to ask me, like, oh, what do you need to take for this? And what do you take for that? I'm like, I'm not being funny. There are a couple countries that they'll have access, maybe to testosterone and something else. That's it. They fucking diet and bulk and cut on same exact shit. Because that has nothing to do with your fucking physique, your food and training is. Like, oh. But it's just I'm not understanding how, how human body works, just basics of physiology that how long uh, it takes to build tissue, how long it takes to be big, what it requires from you to maintain that size. It's like, my full-time job is eating. Like, oh, I want to be like you. No, you don't. You don't. You don't want to fucking eat five hours a day. You don't. You really don't. Like, it's just fucking stupid. But It makes me laugh because what people don't realize is when I weighed 11 stone, yeah, and I was running a lot, I was still deadlifting about 160 kg. Now, to me, that's pretty good. And yeah. like they would say, oh, look at you, like a little stick. You're like this, you're like that. But what they didn't realize is behind that, there was a lot of strength. Like I know guys who weighed two or three stone more than me, and they couldn't even deadlift 140. And they were pinning, right? And I'm natural, and I'm like pulling like 160. And I'm like this going, well, do you know what I mean? I only weigh 11 stone. It's very odd because that's what I love about strength game more than hypertrophy is that you can weigh certain weights, but I could weigh 12 stone now, which is heavy for me, which might make people laugh, but it is. And I would rather stay at 12 stone and work on what I've got at this zone than try and get to 15, but still only pull 160 in a deadlift. Do you get my yeah, point on that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'd rather be stronger than I would on like being bigger and looking great because like you say that's then a job to hold that you might it might not actually give you any physical benefit except prowess the fact that you look powerful so people exactly, will yeah. respect you 
And I think like that's what I was what talking people... about in the very beginning, you know, when you win a million pounds. If you don't have skills to maintain it, what good of that? Like, you got it for a week or two. Maybe you can milk it for a year. And, you know, that would be such a great opportunity to someone who knows what to do with it. That's why coming in a gym and then relying on shitloads of drugs without understanding what you need along, what you need to do alongside of it will never give you any results. It only gives bad rap to people who are actually doing it seriously. Oh, look at that guy. He's doing this, he's doing that. Like, oh, shut up, mate. Like, <laughs> makes me laugh and everyone's like, oh, he's going to gym. He's a bodybuilder. Oh, okay. What shows has he done? Uh, no, he hasn't done any shows. Like, he's not a bodybuilder, then, is it? Like, oh yeah, he did some Mr. Poop 2000 something. I'm like, oh, you don't understand what bodybuilding entitles. It's lifestyle. It's, it's not just going into gym and lifting a bit and then getting smashed off your tits every weekend. That's not bodybuilding. <laughs> That's showboating. You know what I mean? But some so, people, like you talked about Dorian Yates before, some people that had the greatest training partners, yeah, they never actually stepped on the stage, but they just loved the sport. They were the type of guy you might even look at more than Dorian in the gym at that time and go, Man, his training partner is amazing. Like he eats well, he does his nine to five job, and he works out. But he, he never wanted to be on the stage. He didn't want to be that. He didn't want to be the greatest coach. He just loved it. And he, like you say, and those people, they are bodybuilders. But it's like they're they're not like. Do you know what I mean? Like you say, yeah. the greatest pro doesn't mean because he's got a program that you can follow, right? That doesn't mean that it will work for you or that like he's the greatest coach. Yeah, he was the greatest athlete. But he wasn't a good coach. And that's what people need to realize. Just because they got there to the best doesn't make them a good coach. They were just a good athlete. You probably agree with this. You don't need to look at bodybuilding. You look at Michael Jordan, greatest basketball player ever, absolutely shit fucking manager. He's like one of the worst managers ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? He knows how to play. That's, that's it. And that's what best athletes do. They know what to do. Everything else, they shouldn't even think about it. Right. <laughs> why you know what i mean that's why it's like it's weird when go when people go like you don't go to usain bolt and ask him how to fucking sprint you know you will go to his coach coach how did you train him what did you do with him this and that because his job is show up and do your fucking routine simple as so same uh, same as everything else so instead of listening to like biggest guy in a gym and know oh, how to get massive and whatnot where does he actually learn it <laughs> has, he just copied, has, he, has he actually just copied something from somewhere? Has he just listened to someone else in a gym? That's what a lot of people do. Yeah, what drugs work. They will give you results. But are those results just superficial or is he actually healthy inside as well? Mm. You know, and how long is this going to last? A lot of people like that, they have anxiety issues. They have health issues, crippled to God knows what levels and can't even walk properly. And you're like, oh, yeah. He's massive. Look at him. He's doing RDLs with 300 kilos. Who gives a fuck? He can't tie his own shoelaces. He can't step on a bloody stairs. You know what I mean? And he's not oh. a pro. What's, what's, what's with that? Yeah, it's you know. the same in the running community, mate. Not, no one gives a shit if you can run five-minute miles, whether you're doing 15-minute miles, yeah? If you can go out and walk and run 50 miles, yeah, I got respect for you. Whether it takes yeah. you 24 hours or whether it takes you five hours as a pro, right? It don't yeah. matter. It's in your world, within your circle, that's all that matters or where you are going. Do you know what I mean? And everyone would like to look a little better. But it's like someone said the other day, if you want to look a little better, just make a lot of little changes and stick to them. 
it don't get no simpler than that or on anything you know it's like yeah. how many friends have we got oh, i was a runner now i'm a cyclist now now well i just started cycling i'm trying to cycle 100 miles well how about just trying to cycle 10 miles every day or trying to go out three times a week and do like 320s or something you know everybody wants to be great quickly with cardio that's the biggest thing and pete stable said this on a podcast few weeks back now and he said running is very different to everything else you can look like a sack of shit i think was his words and you can go from doing fuck all to a marathon and to an ultra within two years no problem you will still look like a sack of shit in two years because that is running generally speaking you might lose some weight but with your shirt off you're still gonna look terrible right and his point was you need to get under some heavy loads if you want to mix running and weight training right hypertrophy and all his belief was it doesn't kind of work together. You need to lift heavy, certain exercises and run. And that's how it goes. And I kind of believe that because in a weird way, people need to understand bodybuilding, building muscle is very different to endurance. Endurance is very easy to build up very quickly. We can naturally do it. It's something that we can naturally go from walking one mile to five quite quickly. Whereas weight training, people need to understand if you're going down that route, it's a long journey and it's not a quick fix and anything you could gain could be taken away very quickly. You've got to own that weight. Probably like you own the weight you've got now. So whether you do something or whether you do nothing, you will stay at that weight. You know what I mean? That's where you've got to look at your goals, isn't it? Yep. 100%. Same as your mindset. You, you always will stick to a certain mindset unless you really put an effort to change it. So You've got to own it. So look, let's wrap it up. So right, I'm going to catch you later, mate. It's always nice to talk to you, right? And is there anything you want to say before we shoot out? Like if people want to find you or anything in particular or what you're working on? I know you came to England originally on a dinghy across the channel. And uh, that was tough for you. You were stuck on a dinghy apparently for two days. And uh, luckily the tide changed and it washed you into Dover and that's how you found your way here. That's uh, the story goes. And you only yeah. weighed about 65 kg back then. <laughs> that's yeah. for another day. <laughs> yes, that's for another day. So, But yeah, it's always uh, great chatting with you and uh, we'll catch up soon anyway. All right then, buddy. Yeah, I'll speak Cheers, to you soon. Cheers, mate.